from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry sorry about about last last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. (laughs) Hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. And just a heads up, make sure you're following us on social media. Uh, that's not just for our own narcissism. It's really so you don't miss dates. There's a lot of things that we post there that we don't have time to go over on the podcast. You'll never miss if we're in your city, if we have something else to offer. Corinne shows um, pictures of her butt. That I, sometimes. I, I read conversations of your terrible dating app exchanges. I mean, you're really missing out on a whole new world you're, you're missing, not following us. You're missing, you know, st- Instagram stories about Alfred. It really just like a plethora of must know information. Um, so as a reminder, I'm at philanthropy gal on all social media platforms. And I am Christina Hutch. Um, and additionally, if you guys could enjoy the podcast, I know it's the holiday times and, you know, in, in past years, we've asked for a financial donation. We don't need that now. And that's very much because of you guys. So thank you so much. You, you, you know, you help two women get into business and you know, that's a hard thing. Thank we you. Struggle. Um, but uh, the nicest thing you can do for us if you want to personally gift us with something for the holiday season if you, is if you haven't done so, uh, head over and rate and review our podcast. Rate uh, Ratings and reviews help to get us to the top of the charts because, you know, there's been a lot of podcasts that are shockingly like ours that have emerged lately. Really? Um, and I would like to keep ours on, uh, on, on top of those <laughs> podcasts. And to the higher we are on the charts, the more people can discover us and it makes me happy and then it makes us be able to do more things that you can then enjoy so it's super super important and uh if you've already rated and reviewed number one thank you and then you can just you know if you pop it up on like a twitter or instagram story just maybe another friend will learn about it and that's all there is to it uh it's very much a word of mouth uh podcast (laughs) um all right so we're gonna head on to the news section for today um, today we're going to do two news items um, because I wanted to half-ass two things instead of doing one thing correctly. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, it was International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers Day, which is, I mean, that should be every day, really. Uh, but it's something we don't talk about. There was a really interesting tweet that was, it was retweeted by Whores of Yore, which is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, but the original tweet came from Leeds Trinity University. And... Uh, and I was like, usually can't hear that. And uh, there was a, a doctor who was speaking about it. And it's basically like, you know, as a society, we have dehumanized sex workers and thought of the, and think of them as less than. I think that's, you know, I think I've definitely been guilty of that. It's and not all forms of sex workers. I think we're very selective in the sex workers. Obviously, I'm more aware of it now. Um, but uh, it's just something to be cognizant of because we've all 
pretty much in adulthood enjoyed the work of sex workers oh yeah and we need to make sure that they are being protected uh because the rate of violence is highest um among sex workers and then homeless people because as society we unfortunately view them as less than but they're obviously still human beings and deserve to be protected and uh have the same laws and you know protect them and and rights as everybody else so that's just something to constantly uh think of and we've talked about this before like like paying for porn that's something that i'm gonna do i'm gonna do that in 2019. 2019 i was yeah. like that's like i finally found something that i wanted to subscribe to because that was my problem oh, like, i don't want to like i don't want to like i don't wanna, like pay for like browsers or something that's like also right. just like some male run like ridiculousness where yeah. the actual sex workers aren't getting money and you get like an 18 minute video instead of a 15 minute video like mm-hmm. that's not gonna do much for me yeah so i'm like that's the kind of thing like i think it's like the best thing is to like actually find like a female porn star uh, or just sex worker doesn't have to be a star who you're into and maybe like give some money to that person or a female run site it, probably your best options uh, because like yeah like paying for like Xtube isn't really helping anything <laughs> fuck or like you porn either so that's the number one and then number two is who got me to this week oh who is it wait let me Come guess on, big bird down. you're the next guest on you got me to uh oh run this week it's uh, returning champion Woody Allen oh, 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 oh. Welcome back, uh, this one this one is like rid- ridiculous because like we've all always known he was like a sexual predator but it was oddly part of his charm i'm using that uh, yeah loosely. you're not but it wrong was, like, part of it you yeah. know and you know kind of like the we, we saw with louis where when he got uh me too he was in the process of like making some kind of like a masturbation oriented film yeah Woody's Woody's just telling us in his films what he's been doing the whole damn time and everyone's like oh it's an open he's, secret he's so dark and like mysterious yeah not really it's, I mean I love Woody Allen he, good. he is one of my favorite directors I'm so glad that I you know that was another choice for a name not for Alfred but if I got another dog I really did want a dog named Woody Allen that was my goal always to have a dog named Woody Allen and a dog named Alfred Hitchcock uh, <laughs> obviously not doing that um but it just things keep coming out of the woodwork so this one is a a model uh, named christina engelhart and when she was 16 and an an aspiring model in the 70s which i do want to add it was a it was really a different world in the 70s as far as like i mean people were fucking drunk driving and like not even like making a thing about it as we're smoking cigarettes on airplanes yeah there was a lot going on and i think we do need to be like okay well, well times have changed um and we can't hold uh, 1976 th- pe- people and happenings to 2018 standards. I think that is important. Uh, and this was a consensual, you know, as consensual as it can be when you're a 16 year old yeah. woman uh, affair. You know, this woman thought she was, you know, uh, Alan Woody Allen's girlfriend. These kind of things. They would have threesomes. And this was in the 70s. Yeah, but how old was Woody Allen? Uh, he was like 41. Whoa. I think is is that habophilia when you're 16 or is that? 12 to 15 I don't I wouldn't I I mean I think 16 Man. is like the age when like a, like a girl looks like a woman so I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't put I that in the hebophilia full figured at 16 Terrifying. yeah I looked I did not look that much different than I look now when I was 16 so and he wasn't yeah it's just weird because you know she was definitely like obviously he there's a power dynamic going on yeah. there there's an age dynamic there's a money dynamic there's Hollywood dynamic so is she speaking out about this now or are people just I mean, talking she, about it now she shared the story uh 
And it's just another one of these things where people, I saw some video the other day where people were like, there is no gray area in consent. And I'm like, no, there's lots of gray area oh, yeah. in consent. Unfortunately, yeah. that's why it's so difficult um, to go to the police with things like sexual assault and rape. And also they don't handle it well. But well, because their thing. version of gray area a lot of times is different than the actual versions of gray area that occur between two people. And then sometimes there's no gray area. Sometimes it's just rape. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, basically it's like this woman, Christina Engelhart, kind of coming to a realization that she was just part of a pattern uh, that Woody Allen was following. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah. She's not she, saying ban is shit and arrest. Like, no, she has, she said she has no regrets about the affair. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. We, we were talking about this the other day. Um, our guest during guys, we fest Kaz mm-hmm, was right. saying when she was like 14 or 15, she was, or even it. younger yeah. I think she She might have been 12 she I gotta look real, back She was it. young I remember Because I mean I was alarmed Yeah and it was uh, per, I, I believe the man was 31 Around that age Right And she Kind of everyone in the audience Because it was a live show They were like <gasps> And but we were And I was I was like Okay well wait Hold on Maybe she Whatever And then Corinne You were like that's weird right didn't yeah. that feel weird isn't that guy a predator and Kaz was like I-, I mean I loved him and I don't regret it and I look back on him fondly I'm like right I mean that's a thumbs up for sure for that her happens. because I'm glad that she was not traumatized in any way I yeah. am gonna stand by that I don't think any 12 year old can have a healthy emotional or sexual relationship with a 30 year old one time I was 16 I tried to hook up with a 25 year old in a hot tub and I really wanted him to do stuff with me <laughs> but I'm looking back I'm real glad he didn't yeah and I was like, girls, guys in their 20s are also, I mean, like, that's like almost like de- dealing with a baby. Like, maybe I would even c- consider uh, a 16 year old, like, woman having sex with a 25 year old man. Maybe, like, you're a pedophile as the woman. Like, that's how <laughs> immature <laughs> fucking 25 year old dudes are. Oh, um, but anyway, so yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, this constant stream of like, let's have a conversation about everything. I don't know. Maybe at this point, maybe just fucking let's just <laughs> think more before we fuck people from here on out. I, Which, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've spent a lot of my years not thinking before I fuck people. And you know what? I feel like 2019, I'm going to start thinking before I fuck people. The new the new year. Fuck, fuck smart. But don't fuck. It's not how much you fuck. It's how smart you fuck. Yeah. Fuck smarter. Today's fuck, show yeah, 2019 is sponsored by Talkspace. <laughs> fuck smarter. Go to Talkspace. The online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Even if you're lying in bed next to a person, you're like, should I have done that? I don't know. Message your Talkspace therapist. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life because you're so busy having sexual intercourse. Good for you. I'm super happy. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. There's no commutes, no leaving the office. No judgments. Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life's challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, just go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. Use code GWF to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's Talkspace.com uh, slash GWF. Use code GWF. Come see us live. Please. Uh, Canada, Winnipeg, we're going to be at Rumors Comedy Club uh, Thursday, January 24th through Saturday, January 26th for five shows. That one we've been talking about for a good amount of time. So hopefully you have your tickets. It's going to be cold. That is the reschedule um, from 2018. So I guess that'll be the Bridget Bishop. Yeah, that's what we promised yeah. them. So yeah, that's what we're the doing. Tour. That'll be the Bridget Bishop tour. And then um, Raleigh, North Carolina, we're going to be at Good Nights, February 7th through 9th. 
that might be something different. That might, oh, I don't know. We don't figure it out. We haven't really talked about we it don't yet. Know which because we want to give you yet. It's still 2018, so who knows what the fuck we're doing. And then, and then, uh, Portland, uh, podcast festival. We are going to be doing a live episode of Guys We Fucked, uh, on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So come out to that. We were like, yeah, we're going to be free that day for sure. Yeah, <laughs> ain't got nothing going on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Go to sorry about last night comedy.com slash tours for all other dates. And then we have some individual shows coming up. Yes, new. New Year's Eve, uh, New York City. Again, that's December 31st if you somehow lost track of the days. Uh, I am doing a New Year's Eve show with uh, my good platonic friend, John Campanelli. Aww. It is called a platonic New Year's Eve with Corinne Fisher and John Campanelli. That is at New York Comedy Club East Village location. That's on East 4th Street. Tickets are $19 with the code, all one word, not dating. Um, the show is 16 and up, so it's a great option if you're under 21 for something to do on New Year's it's at 6 p.m. so you can go see the show as an activity and then you can do whatever the fuck else you were gonna do to be disappointed on New Year's <laughs> Eve and yeah, it's gonna be a great time we have some really fun people booked so far we're gonna book some more people uh, Mike Vecchione will be joining us who is a phenomenal comedian Katie Hannigan uh, Josh Accardo etc so get those tickets before they sell out we promise you a night you won't forget oh yeah unless you black out yeah and then <laughs> Uh, don't black out that early, guys. 6 p.m. Come on, get your life together. Uh, Friday, January 4th. Pretty sure that's January 4th. It's Friday, I know that. Um, 7.30 p.m., uh, Wendy Starling and I are having a very special Wendy Starling birthday edition of Glamapus at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street in the West Village. Uh, tickets are $15 online, 20 at the door. They're gonna sell out. Go and don't be a whore. Or be a whore. I'm just trying to rhyme. <laughs> and thank you so much to Lola. Guys, support for today's show comes from Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And now they offer sex products too. Yay! Uh, including ultra-thin lubricated condoms that are made of natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STI protection. Um, they, I, I love Lola. I really love their products. I like their tampons. I love their, you know, pussy wipes, which is not oh. the official name. Um, and a really cool thing about Lola is I know even though I've had my period for over 15 years, oh my God. I still forget when it's going to fucking come and yeah. I'll inevitably only have like one tampon or pad left in my house. And then, you know, you have to just really bleed slowly or make a <laughs> or run into a wash rag <laughs> make a run someplace um so you can uh do a period subscription and you can also add the sex by lola to your period subscription which is kind of just a fun way to i mean make sure that i guess you're having enough sex that you're going through condoms uh and also if you need you know lube anything like that like you'll, you'll always have the stock that you need and you don't have to do a weird thing where you're like standing and like in the aisle at a sex store i don't know if you feel comfortable about that i don't I, it's not that i feel uncomfortable buying the products it's that i feel uncomfortable when people at sex stores try to come up and help me because then i'm gonna remember their face when i'm fucking and i've never oh. seen a person at a sex store that i actually wanted to fuck it's that's actually a good point yeah 
it's just always you have some kind of a horn through your ear and I love that you do you but that is not for me okay yeah. so I'm gonna need to not deal with a face tattoo really a face tattoo or a horn through your ear um, you don't want to fuck Post Malone yeah oh, when I'm Corinthian. like when I'm about to come like that's just not because I probably think that you are better now Ugh. yeah like I just want to have my own personal experience buying whatever sex products I'm buying that's just me you know um so yeah I use these products all the time uh definitely make sure to be using organic tampons which Lola uh is because otherwise you're just literally putting toxins into your own vagina and creating micro tears but you know don't worry about that there's enough other things to to worry to about <laughs> and get it delivered right to your door it's well designed it's discreet and you have a personal variety of stuff um which you wouldn't get in a regular box you can have like as many light days as you want if you're just you want heavy blood flow all the time mm. in case you get stuck Grr. on the subway or something it's gonna be great i'm a big convenience uh fan and so i love lola and we're gonna give 40 percent off uh all subscriptions when you visit my lola that's m-y-l-o-l-a dot com and enter the code gwf40 when you subscribe now that your pussy's plugged up or your dick is lubed or whatever the fuck you do from Lola, it's time to make dinner. Blue Apron. With the holidays fast approaching, meal prep is the last thing you want on your plate. <laughs> that was a good plate pun. But what if cooking delicious, wholesome meals was easy? It can be with Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers fresh, seasonally inspired ingredients that you can use to cook easy to follow chef design recipes is as little as 20 fucking minutes and don't worry calm the fuck down bitches blue apron makes it easy to select recipes for a variety of diets including many vegetarian options um i like blue apron because i didn't think i could cook something like uh sesame chicken but you know what i can and it's not that fucking hard it helps that the cards have photos because you know your girl ain't a big reader i read it's just the photos make it a lot easier for me and these recipe cards are something you can keep till the end of time and you could go to the grocery store rebuy the ingredients if you so wish and remake that sesame chicken to impress the man you are fucking or woman or whatever it doesn't matter if you're fucking a sex doll impress it with your blue apron meals um the website and the app make it really easy to pick the plans you want and if you don't like what's coming up in your blue apron box you can be like all right i want something else and then they'll just switch it for you like they give you options which i really like i like choices i'm a lady of choices um and the best part is i learned to cook recipes i wouldn't even have thought to have tried fucking dumplings and shit pizzas like i i knew these things had to have been made by hand by somebody i just didn't know that my hands were the ones that could make them but now they can with blue apron check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash gwf that is blueapron.com slash gwf blue apron a better way to cook Mm, guess what time it is oh, it's time shit. for monster i cannot believe they bought another ad <laughs> honestly it's like i was trying i mean i didn't want to lose this sponsor but i, I was either i was really playing with fire here you know what Looks i'm like amped up because i had monster. one today and by one i mean a quarter of one because that's all i can handle oh. uh as someone who doesn't drink coffee uh for many of us the day doesn't fucking start until oh. we get that morning energy boost right. and we kick down our side table and we go hello day i'm about to fuck you up the ass fuck 
Guilty I'm ass. talking about coffee. Um, <laughs> and now there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe. Thanks to Cafe Monster. They're, um, that's so cute and fan. I, I just always it's see like, like a, a little French like monster um, from like all real monsters enjoying. Oh. Yeah, because one of them wears a beret. Yeah. yeah. Um, the flavors that it's available in are vanilla, mocha, mm. salted caramel. Oh. Those are actually all good. I don't usually like flavored shit, and I've tried them all, and they really are. It's not too strong. Good amount. Doesn't feel like a, a like a cheap manufactured flavor. I do like it. Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee. That's mm. only 190 calories. Actually, the vanilla one's only 180, but um, who's wow. counting? Not to mention with 150 milligrams of caffeine Holy from coffee, shit. beans, B vitamins, and coffee fruit extract, Co- uh, Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand in fact it's a hundred fewer calories per bottle than the competition but you'd never know by tasting Uh. it instead you get the same feel and flavor as your local coffee house and you don't even have to wait in line this all is fucking aside you know it's like a fire drill in here when i get up in the morning I stay in bed is until the latest possible. Not even because I'm tired. It's just I don't want to fucking deal with the world. Um, and so if I stay in my bed, then the world doesn't start to me. Uh, and then so by the time I need to leave, it's I'm got, I got to run. I had definitely haven't eaten anything. And I guess for me, flavored coffee is a meal because it has a taste um, <laughs> and it fills up room in your stomach. This is a healthy lifestyle is what I'm promoting, I think. But, I you know, agree. You're on the run. You also can keep some in like your office fridge. You can mm-hmm. write like a message on it like stay off my cafe monster cunt um and you can have them in like a lunch pail if you're uh-huh. working with that i would keep them away from children i do know kids yeah. who drink coffee but what they're like born in manhattan so they're not oh, they're not regular they gotta or co- well. put that coffee down um kitty yeah but it's fun if you're a parent like you know you just don't need it it's a lot of waste and then also you can make sure you're recycling the glass bottle. That's the th- only a thing that I was just concerned about. Or if you're really a really a nature person, you can like make a vase out of it for the holidays. Whoa. <laughs> Don't you? I'm like at a certain point, you do have to stop with the homemade gifts. And I just have to <laughs> realize that you're um, not doing well financially. But, you know, because like sometimes at a certain point, if someone gives you like a jar with like a with like a ribbon around the edge you're like we're too with old some for hot this. cocoa mix just, yeah just don't give me anything yeah i really feel that way because I bought some swiss miss i put it in this jar yeah like i'm i don't trust what's in the jar nah me either and the thought no, doesn't count because my the only thought i'm having is get Diarrhea. those resumes out you know um so maybe just keep that to yourself anyway cafe monster oh, i forgot we were doing an ad i really do i really do like the product i didn't want to like it and uh i like it and my heart hasn't exploded so yeah, that's a thumbs up for me cafe monster chill it down shake it up stay away from the cardiologist and enjoy I added a, I added a part to and that. that's the end of the cafe monster sponsorship On it, <laughs> every week we try to we push try it a little bit further yeah. I wonder what if I like actually went into cardiac arrest during <laughs> the ad <gasps> that would be great for oh my god that'd be great press any press is good press well for us and cafe monster oh god mm. yeah yeah oh, well, it's, I mean they have to they have to be self-aware about their brand I feel well okay so the the, we've been doing December duos Yeah And the duo this week is us Oh I was I was gonna talk it up like This woman is <laughs> Oh you wanna do that? No it's okay, okay. We've already fucked up We and could also, have Mike edit it Anyone who's reading the description Oh yeah Is already gonna have been disappointed And if you don't read the description You're really missing out on really well written um, prose Maybe so. Maybe they've just skipped over the episode entirely <laughs> 
Maybe you just turn on another podcast. Oh, don't do that. Oh, God. But if you have already, you wouldn't know. My uh, favorite notes know. are if we ever do it, like an intro that's too long, it's like, get to the guest. <laughs> Less you. Less you. No, but sometimes more it's like else. more you guys. And then a lot of times people ask us. No, that's true. Episodes that are just us. And we have a lot to say. We've been hanging out. Mm-hmm. Hung out. I have a I have a disease, guys. Uh, I have a disease. It's called, I forget what it's called. Um, oh, that's it's, right. It's a real disease. It's, it is a real disease where you can't recognize the faces of people uh crit and i attended the saturday night live christmas party after their show this past weekend and uh thanks ryan reese for inviting us and um i yeah. swore to god i texted crit on my way to the bathroom and i was like bruce willis is so fucking hot and then yeah. i got back to the table and i was like you guys saw so many celebrities saw zoe de chanel bruce willis i forget who else i fucking you said, said leonardo, leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio, which i still stand by i did not see. still stand by he's lost just, weight like, the- stand by it <laughs> and then i was like there's bruce willis in that that hat that, like newsboy hat and then everyone at our table turns around and they're all simultaneously like that's not bruce willis i'm like <laughs> and i'm looking right at him and i'm like yeah it is that's bruce willis and crew was like no it's not i'm like god damn it i don't know who people are i could, he was reminiscent of bruce willis i could i i was immediately able to find the person who you thought was bruce willis <laughs> but i was also immediately able to be like that's not him but my my eyes are checked my eyes it, it i have a disease i do i have a disease and so um, yeah you, but I also pray for me maybe it's also just like your positive attitude you're always trying to see <laughs> maybe yeah a celebrity but it's always but it's just a, a regular fucking boring person yeah but snl parties you see fucking people all the time not usually not the highest caliber i mean matt damon was there but that's because he was the host yeah so um, bruce willis and matt damon friends Surely they are. Do you just think everyone in Hollywood hangs out? Yeah, I would. If I was a famous person like that, I'd be like, I'm only hanging out with really famous I mean, are you people. friends with Chris Rock? Well, no, but he walked <laughs> by me at the party that I went before that and he said hi. And I was like, you do know who I am. I think maybe he was just being polite. I didn't say hi to him. He literally walked. He goes, hey, what's up? I didn't say nothing. But it I was mean- Chris Rock, though. <laughs> it was definitely Chris Rock. <laughs> I've, I've, I've met him before at the Comedy Cellar, but mm-hmm. whatever. More important things to talk about. <laughs> yes. I, uh-huh. Christina Marie Hutchinson, uh-huh. am no longer a born again virgin. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. yes I yes. had sex. I've had so much sex. Mm-hmm. I've had so much sex. And let me tell you something. We are the great people to host this podcast because I fucking love sex. Mm-hmm. I love sex so much. I don't want to, I hate to be the, a downer, but I think there's sex. a lot of people that like sex. No, no there I love are. sex. There are, but I, you know, I got to, there are, of course, but you know, we talk about it every week, blah, blah, blah. In the past couple months, every time we do an episode, I just feel like a fucking fraud because it's called Guys We Fucked. We're supposed to talk about sex and everyone's telling us about sex. And I'm like, I haven't had sex. And I, I don't even remember what sex is. I don't remember how to do well, it. Part of sexuality is also not having sex. So you don't have to be so hard on yourself. It's not a competition. No, it's not. A, well, I'm only having a competition with myself. Right. But I, I'm, I get depressed when I don't have sex. I, not, you know, not full on like in a depression coma, but I'm just like a little blue. That's interesting. Guys. I mean, are you letting people come actually in you? No. Well, because no, I'm just asking because scientifically, yeah, like, I know. You know, the, the jizz. actual jizz in vagina does help with like depression. Really? Do not fucking use that. that anyone listening, it's you know, oh, it's gonna make you, you more know, depressed. The baby that you didn't, you know, want. some 18 year old yeah. dudes, 22 year old dudes, be like, hey, girl. I heard That's that why I want to be very clear about depression. that. I'm a 33 year old woman and I'm on birth control, so it's a lot. I'm. It's a lot different. Yeah. Who could, if I needed to keep a baby, could 
he's like a Ford to take care of one. Right. So <clears> I've <throat> been watching a lot of porn lately mm-hmm. and masturbating furiously. Right. Nonstop all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but part of the good thing I think of watching porn, I didn't realize this, that's the only sex I've been partaking in is watching people doing it on my phone screen. Right. Sometimes my laptop screen when I'm feeling fancy, but mostly my phone. Yeah, I actually upgraded to porn on the laptop this week. I don't know why I had, I have a king size bed with and, oh. and no one else in it. Yeah, you got to. A king size bed and a 15 pound <laughs> dog. So no real There's reason There's a lot of room to. for that laptop. Lots you could room. suspend it from the ceiling, girl. Yeah. yeah the only the thing with looking at porn with your phone is those moments moments where you fucking you're about to come and then you accidentally drop your phone on your fucking yes. head i get so mad mm-hmm. i get so angry yeah um but but yeah i've been having sex i'm gonna omit any details about the person because that's not important i want to keep that private but i'll divulge in the actual sex i feel like watching porn has made me i was nervous that i wasn't gonna be good at it i am better at sex than ever before okay why would you think you wouldn't be good at it because i forgot how to do i just i truly like it's like when I don't do stand-up for a week. I've gone a week without doing stand-up. And then but well, my, that, first, yeah. my first set after a week doing stand-up is always fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm like, shit, should I be doing it less? But, you know, I just, I just, I don't know. The idea of being good in bed just felt like a huge mountain to climb right. in my head. It was all, sex is all mental anyway. But anyway, so I, I, I it, this was a prepared set planned thing. So I, you know, I was going to get a wax and I was like, no, nah, I'll just shave my mm-hmm. vagina. And um, it felt good to shave my vagina for the first time in months. Oh, you don't shave? I shave it even if I'm I haven't been because yeah. I'm like, you know what? Old lady, old, this old maid in between my legs, she's got to, she's just got to rest a little bit. But I did and it was wonderful. And so we, oh my God, I love sex so much. It was I am so much better at communicating what I want in bed now. Mm-hmm. And, and and also asking the other person, like, I'm I'm good. The person I had it with, we're both good communicators. So we made, it was just, it was such good sex. We both came so many times. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing this thing. My friend, Wendy Starling, who's been on the podcast, you know her obviously really well. She'll describe to me these times that she's having sex, like recently and non-recently, where she just keeps coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. That's me now. Just finger me forever and right. I will keep coming. I mean, just rail me with your hand and I will just keep going. Yeah, I was like, well, Wendy also specifically is, seems to be very good at having multiple orgasms. She is and I never was. <laughs> I really, truly never, like not back to back like that. Like I, I get burned out after like two. I thought I was going to because yeah. nothing has been in there, but oh my God. And then uh, this person that I had sex with, uh, I, I I blew this person and then he came in my mouth and this happened like four times over mm-hmm. the course of but I was so proud of myself because I was like mm, still got it and then still got what the ability to give a blowjob but like a good one you know what I mean <laughs> right remember right, when right. I was doing it wrong oh yes not anymore yeah no more I'm sucking in I'm I was doing like it's only things. been like a year since you learned how to give a proper one right? I know well I'm a fast learner and you still like it I love it okay. I love sucking it I love when I if I like the guy if I don't like the guy I don't want you in my house but you know yeah. if I'm attracted to somebody I love I it's a form of expression to for me to suck the guy I'm into's dick real basquiat over here I really feel it I do I really mean it and then one of the times we had sex I was like okay I want you to hit me mm-hmm. and, and this person was down and I was like thank god because no one's been down so far and look I respect really? yeah I think the, you, you know what it's you seem like a hard person to hit people have no pro- problem hitting me <laughs> But I'm not like, can you hit me, mister? Yeah, but... Like, you, I'm not like that. I'm I like, think that, like, to hit, hit someone, me. there has to be a little bit of a reason that you want to. <laughs> even if you're not being honest with yourself. <laughs> I really think so. Do people hit you before you ask? <laughs> uh, 
that's a great question i'll have to think <laughs> back but like i mean hip is barely out it's like this is when i asked where i got hip and then my uh, i can't even get the me out <laughs> my my face is whipping to the side hey hey can you do me a favor <laughs> yeah thanks wow <laughs> read my mind um so the last time that this person and i had sexual intercourse i was i looked at him in the eye i was oh god the sex is so good with this person and i was like i want you to fucking hit me mm-hmm. and he's like okay and we had talked about this uh, while not in over text or whatever uh, beforehand that I liked this. So I kind of gave him a heads up because I know based off my experience of the past couple guys who didn't want to hit me, I'm like, I'm going to feel this out over text to see if they're game. And then if they are, I'll say it in bed. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, I'm not going to say it. But um, but yeah, and he was so he hit the perfect Oh, he was obviously hitting my ass, but I was like, I want you to hit me in the face. And it was just the perfect amount of pressure, the perfect placement. I was just like, we are rocking and rolling. Well, placement was, placement is important. Yeah. Because if you miss, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be, you know, can I cancel that photo shoot? <laughs> uh, which has happened. I have a fucking huge, actually, like a welt on my, like on the top of my butt, which like I try oh, no. and like, I try to keep, bruises off i mean like your butt is okay i guess because that's never really gonna be out but like my arms and stuff will also bruise and yeah. then like you can't wear certain clothing for a while oh it's a yeah. little distracting on stage yeah 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 well wait, wait where do you get bruised that is visible mm-hmm. not your butt I, well arms? i know i just didn't like it on my butt because it ruins the aesthetic i had a bruise on my oh. arm and my leg i think it went away though oh that's good i bruised from so being hit or grabbed a grab Grabbed. i yeah. I, I bruise really easily yeah though. yeah yeah. there's just nothing to i can do about it and you're very uh, fair skin yeah i think most fair people just really bruise easily yeah something like um but another thing i realized is it's a lot of work being on top it's a lot of work really i had to get i had to break for water like eight times because but but i'm i i found that okay so you know when you you climb up on a guy's dick and you're like uh, in my head <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. yeah when you're fucking bit when you, you know. mount yeah 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 but when you get up on a guy and then you're and i'm always like in my head i'm like okay christina just you know feel the rhythm like you got to find the rhythm yeah and for men and women and whatever you are you I have to find to the rhythm sometimes like up and down but then you can go you can go around too you could go yes and i was doing a little bit around the, the real but a little bit of the up and down like kind of like what porn stars do right like when they're squatting over a dick mm-hmm. i never thought i've never done this before mm-hmm. and you're just like this you're just like i know this is a podcast gotta make sure you don't gotta make sure you don't have you haven't eaten any gassy foods when you're doing that yes one. absolutely but def, yeah i knew the sex was happening so i was very prepared yeah um but yeah and then i i i'm i he i got him really really close from me being on top but it was it was a, like to gyrate i figured out how he wanted me to gyrate my pelvis yeah, based off re, of the sounds read. yeah because thank god he was very vocal <laughs> mm-hmm. which i really appreciate guys if you're not vocal in bed you got to get more in touch with yourself because it, it's it's how you it's the body language and then it's the sounds that are coming out of your mouth is how two people can read if the other person is enjoying the sex. You but know like what I mean? How, how vo- I like a vocal, but I don't like people who are as vocal as a woman. Oh no no no! Just like he would just start to like moan, like when a little was, moaning. When yeah, getting, I could tell when he was getting close. Yeah, I could tell when he was. Getting and also, close. like I need to like see some people have dead eyes when they're fucking, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna need you to not. <laughs> I mean, I, I am horny because it's so goth, but like also I'm going to need, I need to read you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Give me some other context clues. Because like otherwise you're just going about like, sometimes I, yeah, some people are so dead in the eyes that you have to go from just like feeling the, 
you know, like a penis can be hard, but there's different levels of heart. And so yes, you have to like, feel it in your vagina, like what makes it like really the blood really rush. And I'm like, right. That's, this is too many things to think about. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You need those context clues. Um, so I could tell when he was getting close. And so, you know, when, you, when you're on top of a guy and you gyrate a certain way and then there's a certain way that makes him like make certain sounds, you're like, okay, obviously now we're like, we're on the money right Cooking here. fire, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, it, but it's a lot of, and I'm someone who works out regularly mm-hmm. but man whew, it's, it's a, a lot of work motion it's a totally yeah. different motion and i don't know what the fuck exercise i got to do to get me better at that probably just fucking more but um but yeah i man i love sexual intercourse and being fingered and sucking dicks and when when you like the guy um but it was <laughs> and this person was just everything i could imagine and more uh, as a sexual partner and i was very excited and you know what also too i will say um getting to know each other before having sex i'm talking I mean, with this person, it was a while, but, uh, and I loved it. I think the sex was so good because of that. Just a reminder that rushing to fuck somebody, it's never good. I mean, for me, maybe it is for other people. I've had ones where it was good, but it's rare. And and sometimes when you do rush and it's great, then the second time kind of sucks. And it's like, I think you can't lose by getting to know each other first. Yeah, you can't lose. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can lose if the person's personality sucks and you're just well, fucking a hot person, but then like, oh, do you yeah, really need true. to fuck them? Like if it's a van- right. If it's like a, I would call it like a vanity fuck. Yeah. Um, because I was like, the person I'm sleeping with right now, I had sex with years ago pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was like amazing, but so amazing that you're like, this could be troubling. It's like a fluke, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's so great. So I'm like, eh, you know. But we know each other much better now. So. Yeah. And that's, and then is the sex better? But that is rare. Uh, I mean, it's just so much. I'm just better at sex now. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Because you're getting yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just better at it now. And also, I think you're just older, you're going to be better at it. I think women in their 30s are going to be better than women in their 20s. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Because of and life. men in their late 30s and 40s are better. <laughs> yeah that's true oh yeah well well, yeah this person's penis had no problem doing that yeah it's like sometimes you find someone there but it's like it is very common so like don't feel bad about it but also like see a doctor because you can you can fix it you know yeah don't be so ashamed of it that you don't get help because then you're you're robbing yourself and your partner if you have one of many sexual yeah uh, intimate and moments this, this person also wanted to eat me out from behind and when you eat a girl out from behind your your nose is right in their asshole right i've never i've i uh a couple i've had people want to do that to eat me my asshole out obviously yeah <laughs> obviously uh, obviously but not. uh i've never had anyone want to eat me out from behind. i would be nervous about me getting an infection uh, from that from, angle really from just, their nose no not from their nose like because there's just like if you're leaking if you're wet and you're leaking yeah and it's dripping you got to be really careful with the out the if, ass and mouth but if you're on all fours and some i mean i'm talking like human centipede shit but like mm-hmm. not sewn together um and I'm just like your nose is in my asshole. How is that fun for you? But whatever. I don't know. It makes me feel weird. I'm like, I mean, can you, if you see you me just out when I'm on my back? Bathe your ass doesn't I do. smell. I, yeah. It just. I don't know. I mean, like during the day, even if you didn't like take a shit, your ass will smell like ass eventually. <laughs> ass is gonna smell like ass, but not. It doesn't always. Later. And I yeah. think even if it's just like a hint of ass, it's okay. Yeah, a hint of ass is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I did a butt check. Yeah, a hint <laughs> of ass beforehand. Yeah, because if you're not sweating from your butt, like. I could put my finger in my butt right now. I think it would be fine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I could probably do that. I mean, too. I just woke up. I mean, I, well, I mean, I didn't just wake up, but I mean, it's like afternoon and I haven't, didn't run in these pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. So I'm back on the sex train. And the, 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 the weird thing about being back on the sex train is 
I don't know if you're like this, but once I start having sex, I never want to stop having sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why it's not hard for me to go like a couple of months without having sex because I just stop craving it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, eating peanut M&Ms or something, whatever your like addictive food is. Like that's mine. Like I just like once I start, can't stop. Yeah. I'm just masturbating all the time. Mm -hmm. That kind of shit. How you doing? Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, uh, I'm working on... I'm not my sex life is great that's like probably the best part of it everything yeah. else is not great but oh it's fine yeah you know dying as usual still yeah some I'm I like legit I think I have like diabetes like oh. real diabetes you might like my fingers you, are fucking peeling I'm going to see the doctor tomorrow yeah yeah I <clears> mean <throat> my fingers and uh my fingers peeled severely for years and I don't have diabetes so it could be not that yeah but it's just like out of nowhere and I can tell by like uh yeah i don't know i i like looked into some like weird fucking new age health plans ah <clears throat> and then everyone turned into webmd and started uh emailing me maybe it's this i'm like i appreciate it but guys like i'm just handling it with a real doctor yeah that's the beauty of living in manhattan you have access to the top of the fucking top that's true <clears throat> that's true well i hope you don't have diabetes but if you do it's well, it's reversible yeah um yeah but- my dad was on a lot of um, insulin and now he doesn't have to take insulin anymore because he's been eating fresh food yeah so. well it's not like my it's it's not like a diet related like my actual like blood work and stuff on like what i'm eating and like even like getting like woo woo stuff like colonics like yeah i was is, gonna say your diet is extremely they're healthy. all those are all good um so i don't know i don't i don't know yeah i don't know it's fine and working on saying no to people who bother me for things oh that's good <clears throat> that's very important boundaries I i'm trying hate, to do that too i mean because it's like i have no tr- problem saying no and like a lot of stuff but i just like when people ask for help i'm like oh like let me help but like no you're what do you do like what do you, my energy I, i'm trying to say no to things too but I, part of the reason why i say yes is because i can't figure out how i feel about it mm-hmm. and i gotta take a second to think before i answer but i need like a way too much time to think about it to understand how i feel well and then there's also like you're like oh you know the kathy griffin motto always like sticks up in my mind like say yes to everything until you've like really made it ah yeah um and you know she used that much longer into her career than we are into our careers uh as far as like success level yeah so you know but then at a certain point you're like well yeah you that you don't need to take a 90 minute train into brooklyn to do this podcast that you know only a thousand people max listen to right 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 so right. it's just cutting out stuff like that yep and uh the cost benefit analysis yeah i was having this conversation with somebody the other day and how cost benefit analysis isn't sexy but it's very important when making decisions about sexual stuff about career stuff about life stuff friend stuff like you know what i mean no one Mm -hmm. ever wants to do it Mm -hmm. but uh it's very important oh and then i learned this really interesting thing um that basically you know obviously there's always like feminine and masculine energy um and you have to pick like a feminine per like a, a female is not necessarily someone who's going to be using feminine energy in a relationship right. you just but you have to pick which one you're going to be and the your partner has to be the other one even oh. if the, even if it's reversed otherwise it's never going to work and one of the things that i have to work on that is feminine is receiving ah. so like both um so like sometimes women think like giving is feminine um, because like we're gender trained that way, but it's not like the actual feminine energy is receiving. So a well, man we have, should be giving. Well, yeah, uh, uh, and this is obviously <clears throat> cisgendered women, but like you know, <clears throat> if you think of it sexually, the <clears throat> woman has the 
hole <laughs> the guy has the rod. right so you're receiving and i'm good at receiving sexually i'm fine with like laying back and like getting eaten out that kind of thing but like as far as like in a relationship like oh. i am like a giver and in just every relationship i'm giving more than i'm getting like but you have friends and stuff. a masculine energy to you though um so is that not isn't that part of that but that's not that should not be my leading energy oh your leading energy yeah I because i needed a masculine guy oh it's very okay. complex I'm is the person you're having sex with a masculine counterpart to your yeah according to the quiz that oh he took but also according to the quiz i am too so oh okay but apparently like a lot of like like a lot of women especially women who are career driven have uh like almost use a masculine mask of energy to protect themselves i feel like i use a feminine energy to woo men and then my real uh energy is masculine and it comes out in the relationship and then we butt heads but it's tbd i'm figuring it out okay i don't know okay but just like you need to and it's it's a it's it's a kind of like um it's a little bit goes along with like our conversation that we had with dante nero uh that enraged everyone so much but like i knew when he was talking that he was right it's just not what you want to hear because it kind of goes against like feminism what was he saying it, i mean it's just like that you have to kind of lean into traditional gender roles otherwise oh, it's not oh, going to work well yeah i mean well also a relationship is a partnership mm-hmm. but partnerships aren't going to work if you're both doing the same exact shit yeah if you're the same energy it's going to butt heads like the, you can have the same energy as your friend you can't have the same energy mm-hmm. as your partners yeah yeah i i hear you i mean every person i've ever been with uh, I like giving I, and I too I do too like giving into the feminine energy and being taken care of I really like that I, lo- I love taking care of myself and taking care of other people my partner but it feels really good to yeah it just it's an ebb and a flow and mm-hmm. you gotta it's a dance too because I feel like yeah you can switch off but you have to like it's like it's kind of like you have to learn the rules to break them so it's the same thing you have to like learn your energy to be able to then in different parts of your life be the opposite energy mm-hmm 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 all right i'm gonna give a quick update too on um the woman who emailed us uh she went by jane doe who um the subject line of that email was a cop pulled out my tampon right we've had a lot of people write us in with suggestions don't say the name of this precinct say the name of the precinct all kinds of stuff i've been talking to her she's been emailing me back and i really appreciate it she emailed me this past wednesday uh with an update on on the situation she just said update after research of the officer and anonymously reporting the incident the officer had been known for sexual misconduct against young women ages 17 to 25 surprise surprise the officer was fired uh and had his license or whatever the fuck they have to be a police officer revoked so this officer will no longer be able to be a cop anywhere and will be going to court over the many 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 literally more than hundreds of reports of sexual abuse and or harassment that's fucking i mean that's terrible but that's amazing i'm so it's, glad but she, it's insane that it took that many yep things i mean that's crazy yep 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 um so yeah i wanted to give you an update I've, i'd been talking to her on and off the past couple months and um and uh very frustrated as i'm sure people who listening to this podcast were as well so um and then i'm gonna we're gonna be reading a couple emails for the rest of this episode uh if you want to email us the email address is sorry about last night show at gmail.com okay so i'm gonna read this email the subject line is i am a male rape victim and nobody cares hi girls love your show and have listened for years i've been going through a very dark time in the last couple of years uh, and nobody will listen to me because i'm a guy 
I am a 20-year-old gay man living in London. I work in, in central London and have moved to the city in late 2017. I've been experiencing depression in varying degrees for the past two years, and it all stems from summer of 2016. When I was 18 years old, living in a small town and out drinking, going to clubs, this is the legal drinking age for the UK, I will go out all the time with my friends from college on the weekends and was having the time of my life feeling free and independent. One night, I went to the same club we go to every weekend and I saw the same guy I see all the time. This guy used to approach me quite often when I was out, flirting with me, buying me drinks, etc. Though I thought he was sweet and friendly, I didn't think, uh, I didn't think he was physically attractive and made it clear I wasn't interested. Fast forward to the night of the incident. It was Saturday night in July. I hadn't drunk that much that day as I had work and went to a friend's house to get straight uh, to get ready straight after. I barely had time for one drink before heading out. Once we got to the club, we started the night as normal and splitting into smaller groups as we usually do. My group of friends at this time was fairly large as most people from my college would just go out altogether. There were both guys and girls in this group. However, I was the only gay male. I saw the guy and was honestly getting tired of him talking to me and I hadn't um, and I had already made it 100% clear I wasn't interested. I went on to tell the male friends I was with to keep an eye on this guy as I was starting to feel a little creeped out. They told me not to worry and it would all be okay. Fast forward about an hour, I'm dancing and he beckons me over to the bar. I was hesitant but honestly didn't want to seem rude. We didn't, uh, we, I'm sorry, we started chatting casually and he bought me a drink. While we were talking, I was about to leave him to meet my friends as they were leaving to go to the smoking area. He told me not to go without finishing my drink. I obliged and immediately felt faint. The rest of the night comes back to me in flashes. I remember leaving with him. I remember him taking his piss outside, taking a piss outside as I watched. I remember him violently kissing me and telling me that I was disgusting because I smoked cigarettes. I then remember being in his house and screaming for help. He then hit me and continued to rape me. I 100% remember saying, no, leave me alone. I don't want this. And him saying, but I do. I left in the early hours of the morning crying and getting into a cab home. I didn't report this to the police. And to this day, I don't know why I didn't. The events following are what kind of fucked me up. I went to the doctors to be tested. And when I explained what happened, I had to have uh, I had to have so many vaccines and tests because the guy that raped me wasn't from the UK. I believe he was from South America. I was under uh, I was underperforming at college, so I had to tell my principal why. They were supportive at first, but couldn't understand why I had to miss classes to get my vaccines. I was a dancer at the time and studying at a dance school. I got my first professional job doing a show in another city at the end of the year for them to tell me they didn't let uh, they wouldn't let me go because I was lazy and quote you couldn't handle the pressure of working away from home when in reality it would have been an escape as I hadn't told any of my family I graduated and then decided I needed to move out I worked in a warehouse to make money enough money to move to London and with my best friend I also hadn't told her either I was 19 at the time Fast forward to now, I am 20, and it's been around two years since the incident. I have now told my mother, sister, and a few close friends, but nobody else, because I don't want to have the stigma of a rape victim being weak and vulnerable. I struggle with the same depression it caused me to this day and don't know what to do. I've tried therapy, but it really didn't help me at all. I went for three months after I moved to London, and it just honestly made me overthink everything and get worse. The doctor who I had uh, did therapy with seemed reluctant to give support because of my gender. Also, the friends I have told, I told, really do kind of have a get over it attitude. I can't help but think this is because I am a man. 
I can't help but think if I was a woman, this would be much more of a big deal and I would have much more support. My mother and sister really just avoiding talking about it at all costs. And whenever I bring it up, they change the subject. I need some advice on how to get my life back on track as I'm really struggling here. Should I give therapy another chance? Should I move back home? What should I do? Thanks for reading this. Best wishes. Hmm. Man, I'm so sorry that that fucking happened to you. Um, may, I mean, we, Corinne and I have heard from male victims and obviously female victims of rape. Yeah, and I have friends in real life who are men who were yeah, uh, raped, um, for sure. The, the only difference <clears throat> between these two emails, uh, all the feelings they say they go through are very similar. Obviously, people are tra- affected by traumatic incidents differently because everybody is different. But a lot of the emails, the, the notion of, what you're you're saying in these emails is the same except for the tag with the male victims is either no one believes me they treat it as not a big deal the changing the subject that's something i've read a lot with specifically with male victims because after i got this email i kind of looked up uh emails from other guys who have written us who have been raped and three of the emails said every time i would tell my family about it or i want to bring it up they said they they changed the subject yeah, I was like, the thing is, I was like, a lot of the same sentiments, though, I've heard in female ones, too. Like, it's only in very recently that we've been able to have a public discussion in at least America about rape and sexual assault. Before that, I think it was like little pockets of women who were kind of believing one another. Like, it's just people feel uncomfortable with it across the board. And I think maybe even more so uh, with men, just because it feels like um, not masculine to like and this is their thinking not mine to like have allowed yourself to get raped you know okay yeah because i mean like there's still even you know with women like the the asking for it thing is, is very is still a, a very believed notion yeah just not in like not in the circles we hang out in but our circles are a bubble also for yeah. the most part so but to this person writing i would get therapy another try and mm-hmm. i would be very very upfront about your frustration all, all your struggle the depression all, everything you're going through dealing with the trauma of it but also the fact that you feel like you're not as heard or not as seen i think victim of sexual assaults one common denominator is they they aren't heard or seen yeah. very often at all mm-hmm. and like corinne was saying we're just now giving attention to something that's been happening for fucking ever um with my family i don't know I'm not sure what you what you exactly say to your to your mother and your sister when you bring it up, but if you're really close to them, obviously you are. If you feel comfortable talking about this, I would. Av- it's hard to it's hard to advocate for yourself when you when you're traumatized or, or any time really if you're someone like me. But I would I would say like if it was my mom, I'd be like, I need you to hear me when mm-hmm. I talk about this because it really hurts when you brush it off or you change the subject and it's gonna help me heal if you would just hear me and see me and listen to me. I would just make that known to them. Yeah, and if they continue to not to kind of change the subject, then I think you uh, don't talk to them yeah, about you it. Yeah, you don't talk. You, well, no, you don't talk. I think you just literally cut them off for a while because I think that's sometimes a, a, a tactic to get people to hear you and that you're serious. It's like if you can't accept this part of me, you can't have me in general in your in like your life. Yeah, and I think that's a real wake up call for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a difficult thing to do. It's probably not the it's not the thing that you want to do, but also you shouldn't have been put in this situation to begin with. Um, and there's also I think people forget about uh, like I mean they still, they still are calling them uh, yeah there's like survivor groups. Uh, I know at least one person who goes um, to a survivors meeting and he is a male and. It's a really 
great place to kind of just decompress and talk to people who are 100% going to get you. It's free. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any major city would have one. Um, So I think that's another option to at least be seen and heard and just it's sometimes it's just nice to have a conversation with someone who is not going to only sympathize but can empathize because they've been through the same or similar things and they can share things that have helped them things Mm -hmm. that didn't help them and you could just talk about it you could talk about it without having the fear of like oh are they going to feel bad for me are they going to feel weird about me are they going to no because they've been through the same exact thing I also think like a book or a TED talk I think people forget that there's that you can just pull up a book and books can be really helpful when when a kind of plain human conversation fails you, mm-hmm. there's an expert who's written a book about pretty much everything. Um, and Rain. TED Talks are a great way. To, R-A-I-N-N. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of content out there, especially now um, with the Me Too movement. It's one nice thing about it is that there's just more content being written about um, Me Too and more conversations being had about it yeah but you will be okay and you'll you will find yourself again and you'll find your inner joy again I know that for a fact it, it might be a rocky road but you'll you'll get there and thanks for writing us um okay so we're gonna say thematically um I guess on rape uh talking about rape is outrageous I'm writing today because last night at a friend's house I brought the subject of rape into the conversation and now somehow people think I'm inappropriate and must have been raped um I was at the birthday party with my husband he is a jerk and we're really on the brink of divorce right now sorry to hear that (laughs) my friend's dad starts comparing a politician from our country dominican republic to trump and i just couldn't stay quiet i felt that it was ridiculous to compare a rapist and criminal president trump to a president who just said funny things on tv so i said that trump has broken the law many times and raped slash assaulted many women He had the audacity to say that it's impossible to rape women uh, because if you don't open your legs, it won't happen. Well, I mean, how old is this guy? 108? Jesus. Um, I lost my shit. And I told him that there's something called physical strength and that I know how it feels to have a man on top of you and not be able to push him off. I was assaulted by my cousin when I was 13. Mm. It didn't result in rape, but it still scared me for life. And I said that what he said is outrageous. Women get raped every single day um, and it's a fucking epidemic. I really felt I was standing up for all the women that have been raped or assaulted. Now my husband is pissed at me because he somehow feels I disrespected him. He is a jerk. By sharing my experience and responding to that and basically just talked about rape like it's not happening very casually all over the world. I don't understand how talking about rape is such a horrific thing when we should all be talking about it and educating people around us. Now, was I a jerk for shutting that shit down? or did I do the right thing I can't help but doubt myself with all the negative feedback about what I said he's acting like that was not that was something too personal to share and not talking to me at all after many fights we were starting to get along and now because of that I think everything is down the drain it hurts because I put a lot of work into this relationship to now have it end over me just being myself and speaking my mind now I'm crying again over this relationship which I thought I was officially done emotionally I have literally no place to go if we get divorced right now because I have an upcoming surgery next month that will take me at least four months to get a place where I can work and move out. We also have a two-year-old, which makes this even harder. It breaks my heart to separate her from him. Okay, well, there's a lot of layers in this email. A lot of layers. Um, So, I mean, we'll go from the first part with the conversation. Uh, I mean, you're just dealing with people with archaic views and also you have the problem of not only... Uh, archaic views 
differences in in gender views and also cultural differences here i mean like people don't like you know people like to pretend every culture is like but i mean there's just there are cultures where women are treated differently than others and i gotta say i mean like it's just yeah you can't deny that that exists yeah i mean it's very different like a dominican republic uh you know, traditional culture. I have lots of friends um, from the DR or his families are from the DR and it, it, it's different. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that there's not progressive people there, but things that are talked about like you know, yeah i mean I just there's religion that comes into play there a lot right. as well <clears throat> yeah it's so it seems like culture not uh i don't really i never <clears throat> i can never use that as an excuse though to oh it's not an excuse but it's a, being freaked out over talking about it um I, yeah i mean in general i mean people i can see like any type of like sexual even though rape is not consensual sexuality uh you know if in a family setting you know uh sex politics religion are the things that you're avoiding yeah the only time i think it would be inappropriate to bring up rape at a holiday dinner or whatever is if there's children present that are so young they don't even know what's like maybe maybe but even then, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. But I also am, am a little too comfortable talking about it about pretty much anything. I don't think you did anything wrong, but I also think for me, like I just avoid topics like this with, uh, not with my immediate family, but with like my, you know, when we're getting into aunts and uncles, just because conservative relatives. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's just not worth it. I'm not going to change their mind over an hour, and that's not. That's just not what I'm what I'm there to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, especially when people are really old, something really uh, drastic is going to have to happen to change the views that they've collected over a lifetime. And uh, as far as the divorce, I mean, we talk about this a lot. Again, you know, getting into relationships and and putting yourself between a rock and a hard place. Uh, I, I don't know. Doesn't seem like you're happy in this relationship. Yeah, and this, this guy next needs to go. Yeah, he sucks. he sucks. I mean, by the very few facts that you've told us, even if there's wonderful things about him, which I'm sure there have to be, otherwise you wouldn't be with him. But yeah, the bad things kind of really are bad. Uh, if you can't be yourself, you feel like you can be, can't be yourself with a partner. What the fuck kind of environment is that to live in? And yeah. what kind of environment is that for your daughter to grow up in? Your child to grow up in? I don't know if it was a daughter. Or a it son. was a daughter. daughter. Yeah. Uh, if if you feel that disconnect between your your partner, oof. And you're you're also g- giving an example of like this is how it's okay to be treated, even if she doesn't really understand the scope of how he's treating you. The vibe is there. I don't yeah. know. I think you're better off uh, trying to figure out a situation in which you can get away. Yeah, and like live at somebody else's house. Making it work for the kids is like kind of that's a, the worst. That's an old. That's uh, throwing a match into a barrel of oil. Yeah, like I, I think the best like uh, lesson you can set for your kids is like living a happy um, and healthy life, and you know she's gonna know lots of other kids who have to visit their dad on the weekends unfortunately it's not ideal but it's certainly better than you being miserable and walking on eggshells all the time and not feeling like you can be yourself yeah that's no way to live Mm -hmm. okay subject to this email waxed before eating this is from a dude okay here we go longtime listener and after some comments my wife made i need uh i need to know if this is a wider phenomenon or just localized a couple who are friends of ours came to dinner with us the other night and the male half asked what women want in bed wife we are 30s male female cis couple bay area uh, immediately chimes in eat the pussy good advice right (laughs) now here's the rub i love to eat pussy good on you nothing gets me more uh going more than going down on my partner i've been very attentive to feedback too so i feel i'm pretty good at it by this point 
she won't let me go down on her if she's not freshly waxed. He put that in all caps. And like she's been waxing for years and has had laser removal. So even with some growth, there's really not anything there to begin with. Also, I have a beard. So wouldn't know the difference regardless. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, ouchies. Uh, What the hell? Like if I turned down a beach on grooming grounds, she'd be suspicious. I don't know about that. And why give this advice in front of me when you know you'll turn it down if it's offered half the time? She says it's because she feels better about it. Sh- uh, should I stop offering? I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this one. Please help. Uh, keep me anonymous. I just want to eat some pussy. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been that way where I don't want a guy to eat me out if I'm not like shaved or, or at least groomed. But then the person that I had sex with wasn't, I don't think, shaved at all. And I didn't give a fuck. Licked the balls, licked the butt, licked the anything. I don't care. So I don't, I understand where this guy's coming from who wrote us about like, I don't give a fuck what hair situation. I just want to suck your dick or I just want to eat your pussy. I get that. Um, And sometimes it can ruin it for the eater or the sucker mm-hmm. because it's like it's kind of unsexy when someone's like wait no but like I haven't when someone's like, uh, insecure and it's in, yeah because yeah. it, it is it is in a way an insecurity it's 100% an insecurity yeah uh, even though like I obviously prefer to be fully groomed and, and cleaned and all that, that stuff before this happens I but do if, until the moment my I'm pants not, come off and then I'm like fuck it no if I'm not I don't give a fuck so I think that probably means that your partner's still in her head about it and she wants to get eaten now because obviously she's saying this at a dinner table to another couple and be like, eat the pussy, eat the pussy. But there's something deeper in there. I would talk to her about it because, and, and have you expressed your frustration? I don't think he said that in the email. Like tell her that that really frustrates you because the sex, it's so fucking sexy when someone will allow you to just like, just fucking go down on me, eat my, eat me, just take me, take me. I don't care what state I'm in. Like that's part of the fun and hotness uh, that can accompany sex stuff, sexual intercourse, getting gone down on whatever. Yeah. So, I think just say like, I love your pussy, like kind of all the time. I, I would I just, I would say just be careful. Don't make it about you. Don't be like, I'm frustrated when right. you don't let me just like, but just like, I think it's like reinforcing that like you're sexy and I am attracted to your, you and I lust for you. And maybe if you say, if you say, growth. yeah, like if you say like, I know that you don't like to me going down on you when you're waxed, but I got to tell you when you let me do it and you're not waxing, you just don't care and you just want it. I think that is so fucking hot. Yeah. Like I like say it. that. Yeah. I would just say that. I think it's fine. Cause like sometimes I'll like I'll just pers- like on purpose go out with like if I'm going on a date and I want to like not sleep with the person mm-hmm. I'll just like leave my vagina, vagina hairy and then it never has stopped me before yeah um so I don't even know why I bothered to do that <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care um yeah okay so this and no, like no one's ever said I mean like people have like and had, I'm sorry got blood on that right <laughs> no one cares if anybody complained they'd be like um excuse me you're lucky to be there. Well, that's just, what's also just like not a good sexual partner if they're, if like that's, there's someone who's not like willing to get a little dirty or, yeah, you know, it's part of the hotness. Parts of sex are gross. Yeah. And then like afterwards, it's almost like you go, it's almost like sex can be like, a, like committing a murder in the moment because you're just like, all this like bloods and, and fluids are everywhere and you're fucking out of your mind. And then you kind of stop and you look around and you're like, like you get a what hold of yourself. Do? But, 
in the moment like you're not you're not present if you're thinking about all these other things yeah and that's a whole another issue um this one is called i found my boyfriend's secret sex closet we never actually read this one right we just put it in subject subject line sunday because i know a lot of people were asking about it um hi corinne and christina i'm obsessed with your podcast and love everything about it it really helped me think about sex positively after growing up in a small conservative town keep inspiring ladies to embrace their sexuality so i've been dating a guy for around four years now and we have always been great about exploring our sex life we usually bring vibrators into the bedroom and have tried out rough sex and handcuffs which didn't feel natural but nothing really further than that to be honest it's gotten pretty vanilla and i find it hard to be motivated to have sex lately then i was looking for my vibrator the other day because he is out of town and stumbled upon a drawer full of different sex related things a lot of straps i couldn't quite figure out anal Mm. beads and the most surprising one to me was a penis pump I was a bit surprised because to me a penis pump is an insecurity about dick size Mm -hmm. and he's never expressed or acted like the type of guy that is insecure about it could you elaborate on why my boyfriend would have a secretive penis pump would it be offensive to ask him about it to be honest I got pretty turned on finding all of these things and excited that we could spice things up I like to see that he's finally trying to explore a kink what but wouldn't I be the one to explore with I don't know why he would have all of these sex contraptions and never tell me I also can never see him using them because he is so awkward about exploring BDSM style sex with me do you think there's something wrong with that as well I feel like he's holding out on me and we've been together for almost four years okay something weird's going on there's no four years is a long time to not know that someone has all that other shit I mean it's a lot of other shit I one I don't think penis pump has anything to do with insecurity me neither I feel good you like it's it's not it's you can not always don't want to better yourself but also too you know uh, a lot of times in in straight couples anyway the, the woman will have a vibrator and not tell the guy i don't think and i and i understand that notion i think it's going to be better if you do tell the guy because it's like hey maybe you can incorporate that eventually but i think it's per- i think it's perfectly fine to have some things to just yourself oh yeah if you're not ex- comfortable exploring mm-hmm. anal beads with a partner and you want to do it with yourself great four years I feel like you might want to incorporate that shit in the couple sphere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, I, I mean, like if it's a true closet and there's that, I mean. Sounds like more like a drawer. I mean. Javi only now found that drawer. Right, yeah. Like number one, I don't know how you didn't know this existed. It's your like, own home. Are you living in a mansion? Um, Good for you if you are. And number two, I mean, yeah, because well, just some of those things like the straps and stuff seem to me that they are things that you would not use alone, which to me is like, does this person have a secret life? Does this person maybe exploring things with men on the yeah. side? Like that's to me is question. It's just, a, it's just, that's just a lot of, it's a lot of stuff for, that's a lot of, Yeah. And when is he using it? That doesn't match up to your personality. I mean, like, if you're, like, masturbating and maybe he, like, if he, if he likes to jerk off with, like, anal beads in his ass, I think that's totally normal. Yeah. But, like, what kinds of straps are we talking about? Like, I'm not trying to maybe put it in your head that well, maybe he's he puts, cheating. But. No, but maybe he puts them, if they're leather, he puts them around, like, his neck and, his like, his arms, and they're kind of like a like a hol- holster. Some of that stuff. I mean, also, because it's, like, he could be someone who's into auto-erotic asphyxiation, mm. which worries me because people die all the time from that. So, yeah. I don't know how but I, he's so, getting in. Okay, so I would bring this up to him, but not in a not in a first of all i don't know how the fuck if he really didn't want you to find this shit he should put it in a safe i don't know how you put it in a drawer in a closet and then expect no one to go in stuff there. like that i mean i go into every crevice of my apartment and i have no matter who's lived with me i mean i don't go into a roommate's room but like other than that right. if it's my boyfriend and i shared space i'm going 
not to be nosy, but like, I want to know, I reorganize shit all the time, but I would bring it up to him and like a, Hey, I was, I was looking for something the other day in the closet and I, and I found this stuff, uh, all these like really cool toys. What, how long have you had this and how often do you use them? Like I would just start having a conversation about it. Like I that. wouldn't mention the penis goes. pump though. That's really? His, no, that's his personal thing. It has nothing to do with you. But it's all personal. I don't. Well, the, the other bees. things could be used as a team. The penis pump just has nothing to do with her. Yeah, I mean, I would not lead with that. I would not. Well, I would I be guess. annoyed. That's like someone finding like something like a fucking like, like tit cream or something and asking me about it. Like just that's just there's nothing. Just my. But then if it's all in one drawer, though, he's going to know she saw it. Yeah, but he but can bring, bring it up it on up. his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like, why do you have a penis pump? <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I would want to know only because I'm like, oh, what does it do? Like, can we use it together? Well, it just, but, en- you know. it, it just, it just temporarily enlarges like your penis by yeah. like pushing it up. Like, I mean, like I know people who have just had air. It's literally just an aesthetic thing the same way as you would use like one of those like cinnamon things on your lips to plump it. Yeah. But just for a couple of hours. Right, right, So right. it's like, you know what it does? I don't think it's an insecurity thing. And like, I would I would kind of be irritated if someone like because you're already like you always have to realize when you look through someone's shit I read this in a like a psychology today article but basically like when you're uh, breaching a conversation that has to do with you kind of snooping you're already on the losing end of the conversation and the person's going to be defensive yeah so you want to make the person that Feel you're talking to uh as least on guard as possible if you want it to be a productive conversation so it's like what is the conversation really about is it about you're just being curious and and wanting to ask about a penis pump. I don't think so. I think the 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 conversation really at the core of it is you have this stuff. I don't feel fully satisfied in my sexual relationship. Right. And how can we make this better by uh, using an interest that you have and have not shared with me? I think that's the core of it. And so you want to concentrate on like what is the most important part of this conversation and not kind of like ruin it and make someone feel uncomfortable. Sorry, I tried to put a ponytail in while talking. Um, uh, yeah with the conversation I agree all right subject line of this email advice for an amputee hey ladies I love your podcast I'm a longtime listener I was really pumped you had an amputee on the podcast but I'm hoping at some point you can have a female with amputee uh, amputation s in parentheses or any disability really on the podcast I totally come on but I feel like you don't really bring fans on the show I live in Connecticut not too far you just are saying. correct <laughs> thank you for someone finally knowing that uh-huh. but I digress I am an amputee obviously I'm a girl I'm 26 years old and have never been in any kind of relationship I think I'm straight I've only ever been sexual attracted to guys but I'm not ruling out other possibilities I'm on I'm on all the trendy dating apps and nothing I keep getting ghosted or rejected I make it clear I'm looking for a relationship but don't want to jump into anything too quickly I need to make uh, sure there is an attraction I think I may be demisexual I need to I need a degree of comfort with a guy too because I have some social anxiety I make it clear I'm not looking for a hookup because I want to lose my virginity to someone I like and feel 100% safe and comfortable with I'm honest and upfront about my disability too. I've been an amputee the majority of my life and I love who I am. I just want to find someone I'm attracted to that feels the same way. I'm not sure if you ladies have heard of devotees, but they're people attracted to people with disabilities. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, people who fetishize disabilities and that creeps me out. So I would like to avoid guys like that. Also, I'm a bilateral below knee amputee, so I can't date a guy with a foot fetish. Do you uh, do you know how many guys have a foot fetish? A lot. You're right. Do you have any advice to help me get over this hump? I think because I've waited so long to look for a relationship, I've put myself in a position where I'm too nervous. I love how open you guys are. I try to stay open-minded too. Any advice you could give me would be greatly appreciated. Maybe you will think of something I haven't. 
Um, don't use my name. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, so I think maybe one of the reasons that you haven't had a lot of luck on dating apps, and first of all, dating apps can be shit storms. Sometimes they can be good. It's why I have a nephew. But uh, other times, like I've had, uh, you know, months months in a row where I'm just like, this is fucking bleak and terrible. You seem too desperate, Is uh, to be honest. It has nothing to do with your amputee. It, nothing to do with you having a disability. I feel like if... Now, I haven't seen your dating profile, so I'm only going off of what you're saying in this email. But I understand everything you're saying. But if you're saying I'm making it very clear that I want a relationship, but I'm also making it clear that I just don't want to hook up, but I'm also making it clear that I need to know somebody before I lose my virginity. If you truly are making all of these things clear in your dating app profile that's gonna come off as thirsty as fuck i think um now and you're more than welcome to send me screenshots of your dating profile i'll be happy to look it over um but i think as long as i i'm a fan of i think it's great to be up front in a dating profile with things i mean being an amp, being an amputee is probably one of the things you want to be up front with because because you don't want to put yourself in the way of getting just meeting up with a fucking asshole who's gonna be like what whatever the fuck people do uh so but you only have to say that in like a photo of you you know what i mean that you really like that that showcases that but just be yourself in your dating profile and then the conversations that you have with people talk about what you like and what you don't like but you know in terms of thinking far ahead in the future I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I read, whenever I read a guy's profile, it's like, I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking for, I, I don't, it turns me off. I don't know why. I just, when a guy's just like themselves and like, this is the kind of music I like to, to like to listen to. I work here. And then when I'm not working, I like ride mountain bikes with friends, whatever the fuck, like a chiller dating profile. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I would say. Cause yeah. I feel like that's where you're losing people has nothing to do with the amputee thing. You don't want to feel like you're uh, going in for a job interview, even though you were kind of going in for a job interview yeah. and you're going on a date. Like anytime someone has a bunch of like list things that they like need or are looking for it feels it's very daunting. like it doesn't feel romantic it feels like oh jesus christ like dating is already hard enough and now i feel like i have to impress this person who i don't even know if i like or want to impress yet so yeah. it's heavy so and, i think that's a big part of it and be funny like when you said something about the foot fetish that's really funny like but maybe put on your profile like hey if you got a foot fetish not the gal for you something like that that's i think that's charming and hilarious and that shows to me like you don't give a fuck and you have a good sense of humor yeah, I think be funny and confident. And I'm not going to say it's 100% not about being an amputee. I'm sure that is, you know, a deal breaker for some people. But like those people aren't fetish. the right people for you anyway. Yeah, I mean, whether it's a fetish or just not, you know, just like that's something that's a no for me, whatever it is. I mean, I wouldn't be the fetishizing people. I wouldn't be too concerned about you can I think you can tell if someone's really interested in you for your personality or you for something uh physically about you pretty quickly I would th yeah I would think that they would ask you questions about you if they're interested in you and then they yeah. would ask you questions about your disability if they're solely interested in your disability right like because I mean you're talking about Chris uh she was she kind of referenced Chris Crespo uh he wasn't a, he's not an amputee he has a, just a d disability that he was born with um but it, the great thing about the conversation with him I think was that it seemed that his disability wasn't really a large part of his life and kind of just didn't talk about it a lot because it wasn't a big deal for him so then it wasn't and that came across as confidence yeah and then it wasn't a big deal for anyone else and we just talked about regular shit um okay I had an email and I lost it uh I have flashlight in the title <laughs> I'll I it on my lap. got it okay um <laughs> this one's called lesbian hookup uses her flashlight to vaginally examine me 
Um, okay, so I've been thinking about writing into your show. My name is something. I'm 20 years old. I've only ever been sexually attracted to men in my life until I met this girl at my gym. Total babe, covered Muslim, super masculine, and a lesbian, 26. We were friends for a while. Then I asked her out, and we started dating, hooking up for a while. Like the first week we're hooking up, she's sleeping over every night. After a sleepover, she comes over the next day and at work. When wow. I'd gotten to work, Lesbians that, do move quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I'd gotten to work that day, my vagina was on fire and I was talking to my boss like, oh my God, my vagina hurts. I need to leave to buy something I can go commando in. I hear you. And then later that day, my boss is like, you might have a yeast infection. What mm. kind of a place do you work at where you're having these conversations? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go to the bathroom, take a picture of it, and we'll see. What? Wow. So I straight up go take my first nude to show my boss. I also go on the Monistat website, and you have to take a quiz. Irritation, odor, discharge. I only had the irritation and was like, what the fuck what is this then the girl comes over that night she's a nurse she's about to go down on me when i'm like mm, i'm okay before you do that actually um okay i don't know what you're saying here i gave a brief explanation and wondered if i had a yeast infection her head pops up from between my legs and she goes want me to check and i'm like dear god um yeah see if you want to she pulls out her fucking phone flashlight and starts giving me a vaginal exam sniffs uh, it uh. And says, nope, doesn't smell and no discharge. I would just recommend Vagisil for the irritation, probably from all our fucking last night. I was relieved and horrified. She called me in a vag prescription the next day oh that's the that's a thumbs up about dating a nurse yeah and brought me her own vagicil then the second week we were together i'm on my period and she goes down on me like all night then we're done and i go shower and go to take my tampon out and i can't find it i give a thorough oh, no. inspection because this has only ever happened to me one time i was 13 on family vacation had to have my mom look for me and she was like sam it's in your butt crack oh <laughs> Very irritated in tone. Um, then I have to have this girl look and she has to go like knuckles deep for five minutes, finds it what? for me and drops it on the bed. Well, James did that for me. Then yeah. went in my kitchen and ate all my peanut butter. Here's a picture Whoa. of me and her and some of me since you guys like pictures. Okay. I mean, <laughs> wait, she asking for advice on anything? I, I guess she's just confused about like if that's weird. Um, well, I mean, she's a nurse. Yeah. And even if she wasn't a nurse, honestly, some people are just very comfortable with stuff like that, especially because you're both women. Yeah. I've never say. dated or had um, that level of sexual int intimacy with a woman. So I can't speak to that. If someone did that to me, I kind of think I would be just like taken aback at first, but I would let them do it because yeah. I don't know. Why not? Yeah. I the few times that I've gone down on women I'm I'm always scared to look at a guy's dick when the pants first come off but I'm never scared to look at a woman's vagina mm, interesting. it's more like and maybe that's partly because I'm I'm not as a, I'm not really attracted to women but I'm more Less like curious stage. I'm yeah. just like oh what's your pussy like like mm -hmm. I'm, I am genuinely like oh I want to see right um so maybe it's obviously she's attracted to you too so there's a mixture of factors here it makes sense my feeling is like if she's okay with it, I'm yeah. okay with it. Because yeah. I think like our, our main fear in, in instances like that is like that behavior <clears throat> or that instance is going to make someone less attracted to us. But obviously if she was so into it, I think it would make her less attracted if you were pushing her away. And as long as you feel comfortable with it. Yeah. 
Um, and like if your only discomfort lies in like fear of losing intimacy, then I wouldn't really worry about it. And like, wow, you just got a free exam that would have cost like 200 bucks if you went to the doctor. Right? So win-win. Okay. All right. Torn between two dicks. Please don't use my name. Okay. A couple months ago, I was seeing this guy who was 10 plus years older than me and everything was great. The sex was great. He cooked for me. He has a beautiful home, three bedrooms, no roommates in a very expensive city. It's a big deal. And our personalities just clicked, even with the age difference. He ended things to give things a chance with an ex, which I completely understood, and we remained friends. I just started seeing a new guy, and he is, so far I mean, it's only been a month, very nice, and the sex is fine, but nothing great. He is a lot more passive than I prefer in bed, but that's probably something we could work on, especially since I made him start listening to your podcast for some tips. He is kind and willing to listen to me ramble on endlessly about work and friends with no complaints and is the kind of guy anybody could introduce their parents to. The older guy recently told me that things didn't work out with him and the ex and is interested in getting back together to talk uh, about things once we are back from the holidays. I want to ask the new guy if he would consider keeping things casual for a little while, but I'm not sure how to tell him that my sexual needs aren't being met and I need to get this older guy out of my system before I can consider anything further with him. Any advice will help. I'm starting your podcast from the very beginning and I've had so many awkward moments bursting out laughing at work. Keep it up. P.S. for context. Here's the picture. Guy with the beard. The older guy. This is the new... Okay, Okay, this is the new one. There you go, Corinne. Very handsome. And this is the older guy, I guess. Very hot. Uh, and then this is her, just so you know. Okay, well, okay, there's a lot of issues going on here. And uh, one of them is that the guy that you're currently with, first of all, you've only been hooking up with him for a month. It's not like your boyfriend, girlfriend. So things are going slow. How, mm-hmm. how are things? I don't know how you slow things down. Just You're just fucking. And you're having a good time together. But you're getting to know each other. I don't know. I've never met somebody. And then with, maybe that's a lie. No, because when I met Steven, I've known him for a year. So I, I, you know, it's it's not, it's a short amount of time to be like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Unless you both are just equally obsessed. But the sex isn't good yet. So <laughs> give it a second. And also getting this other guy out of your system, the older guy who wanted to see if shit worked out with his ex, I, I the sex was better with him and you like him. And he's, and he, he seems like a great person. Also, you could date one of these guys. You could date neither of these guys. Enjoy the time you have, but you got to keep, you got to ask yourself, who do I want more? Who do I want to hang out with? Who do I want to fuck? Who do, whose house do I want to go over? Who do I want to come over my house? And if the answer is this older guy, then get rid of the other guy. Wait, was the, I, was the uh, thing with his ex resolved? The older guy? Uh, the old, he went back to his ex to kind of see if things would work out and then it didn't work out. Which honestly... I that doesn't bother me. I I know that like you could be like, well, I guess if I wasn't good enough, but I sometimes with an ex, you just want to make sure and then you get back together with them and you're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. I am sure." So I actually that doesn't bother me at all. It um, depends. I I don't think it's a problem for me personally. It would be a problem, but that's just because of the kind of person I am. Like if you're not smitten with me from the beginning, like I'm not going to try and fucking win you over, but I don't right. think it is a problem for everyone. It's not yeah. like like I don't think it's, it's like, like you're a, just respecting yourself. Yeah, you no, it. I don't think I don't think that at all. It just depends on what person like what your personality is like. Um yeah, and also, look, sex can obviously get better with people, but the the character traits that you're listing that this person has that you're with now or that you're seeing now, he kind of seems passive, which seems to have leaked over in bed, and obviously you can work on that with communication, but maybe he might not be sexually compatible. 
Yeah, I think the key, I think like the key is what Christina said was just like, maybe it's neither, maybe the answer is neither one of these guys. Yeah. Like it doesn't always have to be one of the people who just happen to be people that you're having sex with. Like yeah. you could trash both of them in a nice way and uh, start fresh. As Yeah, as somebody who, I feel like I'm kind of seeing two people right now and... I, I would whenever I talk to my friends about it, I'm like, well, this one is this and this one is this. But at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a shit? Just go with the flow, figure it out. Work, don't rush things. Trying to predict things in the future, I think it's good to be cautious. But also, like, I don't want to put expectations on where I want this to go. It's going to go where it's going to go. So it might work out with one of them. It might work out with neither. At the end of the day, you have yourself, and that's the best relationship you could ever have. <laughs> Oh, Indeed. Got a little Oprah on you. Yeah. Indeed. And also, seeing two people is, doesn't suck. Mm, it depends. I was like, I get, sometimes I get tired. I'm like, ugh. Well, when they're both preoccupied with other things in their life, it's kind of nice. Yes. Like, so they're not just like obsessed with you all the time. Okay. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We try to do one or two of these uh, ones where it's just us and the listeners about once or twice a year and uh, have a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate if not enjoy whatever you're doing with the three options that you have of things that are open yeah this Chinese cr- restaurants movies, always clutch cr- you know this Christian centric world that we live in yeah um, sorry about that guys yeah but you know what you're, you're gonna have so many good sales true <laughs> you can like run well don't another day after his returns but you know do whatever you do enjoy the day enjoy the ghost town walk around maybe it'll snow where you are try That's to enjoy beautiful. it a lot of times holidays can bring out stress because then you're forced to see family members that maybe yeah. you don't have uh ideological similarities with but you know what it's also possible to just enjoy their company for what it is and just talk about you know how big the tree is this year versus how big it was last year and you yeah. don't have to talk about uh I just think that's the best case. Just, just it, you can find other ways to connect. <laughs> You're it, like, I would love to see a movie called like, you know, Claire changes her mind, her family's <laughs> mind on Christmas, but that's not going to happen. Cynthia convinces her dad yeah. that the that Black Lives Matter is not a terrorist organization, exactly, and that Caller Kaepernick kneeling is actually for an amazing cause that should be followed. Exactly. Oh, it's boy. just I, I hate to tell you that it's not going to make a difference, but it's really not. You're just going to cause a fight. Um, I'm this Christmas. I am just hanging out with my brother and my nephew. Oh yeah, for the first time, my first time in my whole life. Why? I um because my parents sold their house and they're in texas for christmas oh so but i'm actually excited oh yeah no that'd be great i mean that'd be so fun it's so christmas christmas has been amazing in my household and it's been a huge um light in my childhood and when i look at years past but like wow i'm excited to just hang out with my brother yeah and also i mean like when you're a kid christmas is just more exciting because you know you have santa claus and everything like as an adult it's it's like eh, day of it's all right yeah you drink more beer than you maybe usually is it's like yeah wish we all had bigger houses (laughs) Because this, I'm stuffy. <laughs> Open I, a window. I feel suffocated. I, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah's whatever the other. Over. Well, hap, hope you had a happy Hanukkah. It was fun. I had a good good, time. good. I did too. I lit my menorah that Corinne gave you me. You did? Yeah. You did? Which but was, only half of it. That's like, okay. Well, that's why, because you had told me on day four and I was like, you look yeah. good. Thank you, self, for more days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Jews leave you some room. Yeah, and I put newspaper down so that the wax didn't get on the windowsill. Perfect. Oh, shit. Perfect. Uh, yes, have happy holidays, guys. Thanks for being by our side. We love you lots. And, don't uh, drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. To say you said it me Simply understating the troubling truth and
sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy group that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF and use code GWF to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.